Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran, and of course, uh, we're back with you here. And I'm, of course, joined with my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenlee, and a special guest today, Danny Pennant from Gamer Tag Radio. Welcome both. How are you guys doing? Doing great, Todd. It's great to be here. It's always great to be on the show with Danny. He's always such an inspiration to us all. Such a great guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. thanks for the invite too. It was super, super last minute, right? <laughs> the invite. Yeah, yeah it was. So, uh, so you, you, yeah, I mean, Danny, you reached out to us and gave us a preview of your great uh, video documentary that you got coming out here soon. So that's what inspired this and got got us all together. It was such a great video that you had that you made. So yeah. it's it's thanks it's really lot, exciting man. that's that's coming out soon and. And I think it's going to be something that will be really, really helpful to a lot of podcasters. Danny, for, for yep. folks that don't uh, don't know you, why don't you do the introduction and uh, give them a little history on the who, what, and where? Yeah, well, yep. my name is Danny Pena. I'm the founder and co-host of Gamertag Radio. It's a video game podcast, and uh, we're turning 13 years old on uh, the 25th of this month. And uh, I decided to do something special for our community. I started working on uh, this documentary. It's my first film ever. And uh, yeah, it, it took me like a good almost two months, a month and a half to to uh, edit this film and stuff. So uh, we, we're planning to release it first on Twitch. We're going to have like a live stream premiere on Twitch. And then uh, it's going to be available like video on demand on Twitch, YouTube and other places too, man. So I'm very, very excited. And it's going to be totally free, totally free. And later on, I'm going to mention how I edit the film because a lot of people are not going to believe it. Oh, really? So it sounds like yeah. some some people are going to be like, really? Is it going to be yeah. that? Oh, that's cool. So yeah, yeah. when's this going down? Yeah, it's coming out the 25th of this month on our birthday. Uh, we're having a live stream at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. So yeah, tune in. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Gamer Tag Radio. We'll be there. Rob, I, I haven't previewed it yet. So what, what should I expect? Well, I... I would say that it goes back in time. It goes back to when Danny first started with this and it has a lot of family pictures. It has pictures of him when he was a, a little kid and, and it talks about his, his journey and how he built his audience and how he built this show over the many, many years that he, he did it, you know, and his connection with Xbox. And, and that's where I met Danny originally was when I was working on zoom and, and he was highly engaged in the Xbox community and, and what was happening there and was getting connected up with Zune. And, and I always saw him as, you know, as a, as a great guy and he'd go out to, to events. And, uh, I know that the Xbox team was all excited to have him there and, and it was always fun to have him around. So it's just not surprising that he's gotten to the level of success that he's, he's, he's achieved here. And it's this video documentary really kind of lays that out about how important people are to creating a podcast and making those people connections and to, to really build your community and to build uh, your audience is a one-on-one -on -one personal connection game. And Danny, tell us, tell us a bit about that. I mean, about that journey as you think back on it. Yeah, I, I think that because um, I used to be a promoter back then uh, for the industry, for music industry, and um, I used to attend a lot of like um, music events, um, hip hop events and stuff in Miami and New York. And it, is, it was because through that, I started meeting a lot of people and that's how my name got out there in the music industry and stuff. And uh, I was like, man, I'm going to do the same thing uh, to promote my, my show. Back in the days, so I'll go to 
you know, random uh, retail stores locally in Miami, just pass out flyers, interview people while they're waiting in line for a game and stuff and uh, start doing that. Then I started attending events. Uh, sometimes some of them I wasn't invited. I just showed up, uh, <laughs> you know, talk to PR or the people that's handling and then we're like, all right, we'll give you a chance. Uh, we'll let you in. <laughs> so that's how I started doing that, man. And uh, throughout the years has been helping me big time. And because of that, we, we build a community. We build a, 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 a connection with everybody that, that I met through the gaming industry too, man. So it took a long time, but I think it was, it was the right way for us to get our name out there to the public. Danny, I, you know, I've always been a big proponent. And matter of fact, I was talking a little bit about it on a Facebook post this morning is, mm-hmm. you know, the brand, you know, building your brand, you know, you as the, as the center focus point of the show and, and of your, of your enterprise is important, but the gamer tag radio brand can you, what, you know, a lot of folks today, they're doing podcasting. They just podcast, but they don't do any of this other stuff. Do you, you know, what do you see out there for podcasters doing that you wish they would stop doing and start doing? Like I said, get out of your house. I think by you just depending on, on just a platform, like let's say iTunes or Spotify and just record and post and that's it. Yeah, you you will get listeners. But I think that when people meet you and see you in person in different events and you tell them about your show, um, I think that's a, a stronger connection. It will help you to get your name out there even more. You know, um, I think that by just depending on your content and just sitting there in your house and recording every week, that's that's not enough, man. And still to this day, I feel like it's important to me to go to events. You know, I'm going... Uh, next week, I'm going to PodFest. We're doing a, a live podcast in front of an audience with my whole crew uh, for the first time in 13 years. We're going to do that. Um, and I'm very, very excited. We're going to have you know our listeners there from, from the Orlando, Tampa area. They're going. Um, you know, I'll go to, to podcast movement. Also, all the video game events is happening throughout the year. Uh, I, we always go. And I think that's important, man. Um, I think Dave Jackson said that the other day. Uh, I was look, watching his um, his videos on on Facebook, and he said, "Look, man, you got to get out of your house, man. Forget about being stuck inside your basement recording, and that's it. You have to get out of there, man." So, let's say your your podcast is about working out. The listeners that probably going to listen to your show, they're at the at the gym. Go to the gym. Uh, is your listeners about uh, are into com- comics? Go to comic stores. Go, go to Comic Con. There's listeners everywhere. You just got to find your community instead of you depending on them finding you. Yeah. I, th- I think that's huge. You know, I've, I, I keep pushing that. And, uh, and, and when you talk about it, it makes sense. It's for me, you know, it's, you know, Rob and I, obviously we go to all the pod, as many podcasting events as our companies can afford to send us to, but we also go mm-hmm. to, you know, from my tech show, I go like, we we're just talking before I started the show, but I, you know, just got back from CES and we're putting all that content up now. And for me, it was more about, well, CES is dual hatted. It's about making contacts. Number one, people in the industry that I get invites to and get insider information and early releases mm-hmm. and products. That's number one. The second thing is, is uh, bil- building, gre- I'm getting feedback somewhere. Getting be, uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> getting geek creed and uh, and and again meeting more folks and handing my cards out and you know really it's I, I understand it it's it's you do you got to get out from behind the mic and and go where your audience and go where your content is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that, man. Totally agree. And look, Todd, throughout the years that you've been attending all these events, 
all the companies that you met. Oh, uh, they man. see you there. Oh. That you got so much content because of that. But if you would just stay in Hawaii <laughs> the whole time, right. you would have not get that 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 contact, you know. So yeah. it's you important. Know, it's I think it's very, very important to do that. You know, I walk into GoPro and the CEO of GoPro comes up and gives me a hug. You know, what who gets that? You know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's it's a different uh you know, you got to go where the content is. So, you know, I just, mm-hmm. you know, we can preach this all day, but uh, yeah. Rob, I know you've been hanging out here. Uh, I want you to interject. Well, I think what you guys are really pointing out is, is that community is beyond just listeners. Community is on both ends of the spectrum. It's um, those that can contribute to the value that you're bringing to your audience um, that are um, that can add to your content. And what you're talking about, Todd, is those relationships, um, building community amongst those that can provide content to you is also important. And Danny, I, I wanted you to talk about your, your experience of uh, early on of getting involved in events and how difficult that was for you early on. Because if you're starting out and you don't have a lot of resources, like Todd and I, are fortunate. We have companies that support us in doing this. Um, not mm. everybody has those resources. What What are some of the things that you um, think back on that you had to do to enable yourself to get out and go mm. go to these events? Yeah, when I started going to events, um, it was very difficult for me to explain to them the the type of content that we have because at that at that time, podcast wasn't even popular. It wasn't even known. Uh, so I had to I had to explain to them in an easy way for them to understand. So I will say, okay, we have an internet radio uh, or internet radio show in, in 2001, and uh, it was really tough because a lot of them, a lot of them gave us an opportunity to like cover their events, but a lot of companies completely shut us down. They they were not impressed with the numbers. They were not. Uh, they really didn't understand about the the show, and yeah, they shut us down. So uh, I talked about this in the movie that you know a couple years ago actually the first time i went to e3 you know i went there with my brother like i wasted all my money uh to to attend this event uh we also created like media kits i had like uh cds and a a bio about us and i had like our best shows on the cd and i passed it to every single video game company at e3 we had no appointments uh no connection nothing at all and a lot of them shut us down right and then a year later Everybody started contacting us because they found out that iTunes just added podcasts to their platform. And they were like, man, I remember those guys last year, podcasts. Okay, okay. Then that's how our name got slowly got got I got out there slowly, man. So um it helped us out. But at first it was tough, man. It, it's I think I think to me it's just to educate people, man. Cause uh right now they probably know because of the certain shows that's gotten popular throughout the years, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just that for the first time you talk to them, it's, it's kind of going to be kind of hard, man, you know, but it's got to take, it takes time. You got to be patient about that stuff. But I would imagine it's probably easier now than it was back then, just because this medium is recognized as a significant, um, presence, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in the media landscape now than, than it was back then. I know I, I had the same experience. I went, I was early going to CES, uh, back mm-hmm. in the early days and, and I was doing my, my radio show. And even bloggers back then weren't even getting into CES with the press pass. And, and I, I had to actually print off a article that I had written for a, um, 
an online publication and present it to the desk at CES in the early days just to get a press credentials to get in and actually show that I had an episode of my radio show where I talked about technology. You know, I had to prove my case in order to get accepted into the, the press room at CES. But now you look at CES and it's like <laughs> most of the people that are in there are just doing podcasts or online media, right? So, you mm -hmm. know, things have changed a lot. You know, I, I, I used to laugh because, and it's an example I, I even made a fun of it during the last event is, the first year that we went with a camera, I had a um, a Sony. It was a prosumer. Um, it had a shotgun mic. It wasn't too bad, but it was this big, you know. And uh, you know, on a tripod, and we're going in to get interviews, and people are looking at you like, you know, who's who's this little rinky dink uh, operation, you know? And I'm wearing a photog vest, you know. We we made our fair share of mistakes, you know, but. Um, cause all the big crews were coming in with five people with monster cameras and a you know, sound guy and a guy that's holding the, the, the microphone and you're looking at them thinking, no, oh, what are we doing? But over time that's shifted. So now only the cool kids walk in with it, with a DSLR, um, you know, with a little rig and it's, you know, it's a, it's a run and go shoot and go type of, of situation. And the uncool kids are the ones that are still walking in there with that still big camera that they're still paying for. Yeah. And with, <laughs> with the five people they're having to pay to carry all this gear. So the dichotomy of the space has completely changed. So it's, you know, I laugh about that, but it's true going to events in the early days. You know, I think when we went the first year, we learned, we learned what we need to do. And Danny, we kind of did the same thing, but once you go to the show and you actually produce for those companies, you go in and do an uh -huh. interview, you talk about a new product or you wait till their product comes to market and you put something out, the, the, uh -huh. the door, we get seeked out. I start now getting requests for appointments in October for an event that's in January. Before I would, you know, my crickets, you know, all the way up into two weeks before the show. Uh -huh. So, you know, they want to see you. Um, but at the same time, we've learned some stuff about PR firms. I'm not a big fan of PR companies right now, but, um, cause they, they try to be gatekeepers, but that's, you know, every, every show doesn't matter if you're a tech show, gaming show, if you're, but you know, this, what show couldn't go to an event? You know, there's always some industry event for some mm -hmm. topic, you know? Mm -hmm. And I and I tell people this, man. Start local. It doesn't. Yeah. You don't have to get out of your your city or state. Start local, and even the advertisers too, man. Like, you know, uh, I'll mention this. This is a story that I heard a long time ago. Uh, you know, Kanye West when he when he started producing in in Chicago, uh, what he would do, he was he would charge uh, his beats for a very low price, right? So he started doing that, and then when his name uh, got really popular locally in the city. That's when you're like, all right, I'm going to raise the price. And now because of them, they're now telling people about mm -hmm. my beats, you know, and then slowly we'll go around. It's just word of mouth, man. To me, word of mouth is like the most powerful thing out there, man. Just word of mouth, man. But he started, he started small, started local. And I think that's how we're going to grow our, our, our show is start local instead of going like, all right, let me, let me start get out of the city and state. Nah. Start in your city first, man. That helps. It does, and and they, and that keeps your costs down, and 
you know, it doesn't make mama, if you've got a wife or girlfriend unhappy that you're, you know, you're busting the budget. Um, and, yeah, and but, the, not, not, yeah, well, I'm sorry. Well, uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, what I was, I was about to say too, is that, yeah, I, I made this documentary at first. I just wanted to just give it to, um, to our listeners. Right. But the more I started working on it, I wanted to, uh, to educate people that don't listen to our show, don't listen to podcasts, or, or maybe they're, they want to start their own, uh, you know, show or just want to be content creators. So I, I did it in a way that it's for everyone. It's not, you don't have to be a gamer to understand this uh, documentary and about us and stuff. So, um, and another thing too, um, I really want to mention this. I, my goal with this movie was I edit this a hundred percent using iMovie. <laughs> and to- Rob, you probably when you saw it, you probably didn't even notice that at all, right? No, of course not. No, huh? right. no, it's terrifically edited. Reason, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really really professionally um, produced. It's what it seems like anyway. Yeah. And the reason the reason why I did that is to show people um, that it doesn't matter what type of equipment, what type of uh, program software you have. What matters the content. Your content goes out there. People are gonna mm-hmm. enjoy it. They're gonna share it. I didn't yeah. mention anything to Rob. Rob forwarded to Todd. <laughs> Todd hasn't seen it yet, uh, but that every person that's seen it loved it. But I haven't mentioned anything that I edited through iMovie and you know, at all. And and I think that's important. Is that you know, I, I I posted just before the show started today. I had a guy call me yesterday, and mm-hmm. he he's freaking out because he had a he paid a consultant a thousand bucks to help him get his show started, and. I'm just like pounding my head because <clears throat> the first of all, the advice he gave him was really bad. And so I spent 30 minutes with him, helping him getting fixed up and he's, he's squared away now, but, and I didn't charge him for that. I'm, I'm telling this guy, listen, this it's, there's no reason for that. There's no reason for you to have to have done this. You know, there's so much stuff online you can get information but I think mm-hmm. what we also have too is we have a, a society now that wants it right now and they're willing to pay to do it. So, you know, I, I'm not going to blame the guy for doing that, but you know, it, it, it there, it, part of the art is figuring this out, doing the work, figuring out the grind that you need to do and get the process down. And, and, you know, that's part of the beauty of this whole space. And, you know, and I know people want to, rush to creating content, but sometimes that little, those extra steps gives you time to think and plan and, and having, an, have actions going forward and make sure it's the way you want it, not what someone else thinks it should be. Um, you know, in the beginning, all of us made this stuff up. We didn't know. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but this is, I'm excited to see the video because what it's really going to do is going to give insights to people that mm-hmm. I'm assuming Rob, tell me if I'm wrong, it's going to people insights into, it's again, it's not just about creating content. It's the whole process around the content. Yeah. I think that's the big thing is, was building community and just, <laughs> just really kind of, um, understanding that it's a, it's, it's a long-term project too. I mean, Danny, I mean, doing your podcast is a marathon run. It's not a sprint, right? So you got to mm-hmm. take it one step at a time. You're going to have a lot of ups and downs. You're going to have a lot of um, disappointments. You're going to have a lot of frustrations, and that was really highlighted, I think, by by a lot of the people that you brought into your fold through your process of doing your show. All your co-hosts and the people that were engaged in it, and their 
they're kind of testimonials about their experience with you and and what they what they felt kind of emotionally about that process and that connection with you and and how that is an important part too if you have co-hosts on your show those are very emotional relationships at times because you're basically creating bonded relationships with these people and sometimes they go well and sometimes they don't so you know once you talk about that too about your co-hosts and about all those testimonials and how that made you feel too as you watch that and as you produce that show yeah uh, throughout the years we you know, we we have uh, a lot of like co-hosts. Like my, I started with my brother back in the days. Uh, he was very young, and then after that, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do my own thing." And he stopped. <laughs> but uh, but Peter and Paris, you know, I met them uh, just attending events, us playing video games. I met them online. Uh, you know, Paris, for example, he I met him before Peter, and mm-hmm. he he heard about us because he saw a video interview that I was at at, at Microsoft. Um, they were interviewing me about our podcast and stuff. So he was mm-hmm. at home sitting, sitting now watching the video and he was like, Oh my God, I'm going to start my own podcast. This is incredible. Like he went to Microsoft, he got invited by Microsoft and all these other companies, man, I'm going to start my own show and so on. So he emailed me asking for advice, asking like, Hey, you know, how, how can I, can I, how can I create a podcast? And, um, and, and because of that, we, we became really close, you know, throughout the years. And then his calls, Left, he got a job in the, in the gaming industry, and um, he stopped. For him, it wasn't even fun anymore because he was doing this all by himself. But I felt like he was always been a great podcaster, right? So um, I invited him a couple of times on our show, and our listeners were like, man, Paris should join your show, man. This this guy is awesome, and you guys have this connection. And the reason is because we became friends before he joined GTR. Yeah. So he joined, and our relationship even got closer because of that too. Especially Pete, um, my other co-host. He he came to one of my random house parties that we had in the past. Uh, we were playing Guitar Hero, and uh, we became friends from there. And he was always hitting me up, like, "Man, how can I help you with your show?" And I test him out. I got invited to an event, and uh, I couldn't attend, so I hit hit him up, and I said to him, "All right, I'll send you to this event if you record." And doing a, a great job, I'll let you be part of GTR. And he was like, uh-huh. are you serious? Like, yeah, don't worry about flights. Don't worry about hotels. Everything is paid. I, I trust you because I know his wife. So I'm like, look, I trust you. <laughs> Just go do your thing. <laughs> he was, he yeah. went to the event not knowing no one. Like He was super nervous. He's like, oh, my God, I don't know who's this developers or producers, PR. He had no clue. But he went there, and uh, he did a great job, man. Then from there, he started – you know, being part of GTR and everything, but everything to me, everything happens for a reason. Um, it's, I think that you have to, you have to be careful what you say and what you do online. Cause you never know who's watching. You mm-hmm. never know who's listening. And that's the thing that we learned throughout the years, man. There's people that listen to our show. They never emailed us, yep. but I hear crazy stories because they will email us and tell us certain things that happen behind the scenes. I'm like, oh my God, kids doing presentations about us at their schools. Um, you know, we know this couple that uh, one of our listeners, uh, she she has cancer. So she been traveling a lot with her husband. They take their video game systems. They want to travel while she's, she's healthy still, you know. And they listen to our show while they're traveling together. And they they, they send us emails, they send us voicemails because they want to be part of the discussion. Um, there was another, uh, you know, we even have kids from like Dominican Republic or other Latin countries listen to our show, you know, so 
you got to be careful what you say, man. You know, that's why I feel like I made the right move having the right people to be part of our show uh, because they they also feel the same way about all this, man. You know, so great co-host, man. Shout out to P in, in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing so, it, I found, Rob, is that, you know, I don't want to be pitching my stuff all the time, but I'll be honest with you, building my company and my blogging crew is all come. Everything's come from my audience. You know, the folks have stuck with me and worked together the longest were people that all were originally part of the, like I call it the Ohana here in Hawaii families, Ohana. And, and, and I refer to that a lot uh, in my show, it's truly, uh, I really do really, truly consider the audience part of the family. And, and if you can do that, if you can relate that way to them and tell them, you know, just be honest, that's a thing. They, they, people can smell a fake a mile away. I, I think that's why I've had, personally, why I've had success too is, you know, you build from that core audience that is a follower already, you know, and, you know, Danny's context came from folks that he's known was part of his family too, part of his extended family audience and otherwise. Yep. Sorry, agree. You what know, the, yeah, Danny, as you think about all your co-hosts though, uh, what are some of the common characteristics and traits that you look for in your team, in your, your co-hosts? I like people that don't agree with me. I think it creates a great conversation. There you go. I think that's super important. Imagine everybody saying the same thing and they agree all the time. As a listener, I find it bored. <laughs> I find it very boring. So I think having someone that is respectful, because I think that's super important too. Um, and don't take it personal if they don't agree with you. Don't take it personal, man. Have fun. You know, we we create debates all the time on our show that even the listeners, when they when they download our show and they're driving, let's say to work or they're listening to their, you know, to the subway or whatever, they feel like they're part of the conversation and they want to debate too. So they'll, mm -hmm. they'll go and email us, <laughs> you know? So I think that's super important. H have someone that if you go out on a vacation together, right. And once you guys leave and you miss each other, I think that's the right co-host in my opinion. That's interesting. Rob, do you miss me when uh, we're not together? <laughs> oh, totally, Todd. <laughs> well, you know, we, yeah. I mean, Todd, Todd, you, you and I get to meet up fairly regularly yeah, yeah. throughout the, the, the years. And, yeah. and I've, I've known you for so long. I mean, yeah. I think the, the first time we met was back in 2005. Yeah. So, I mean, those are, <laughs> that's a long period of time to know somebody. And, and I think that's what makes this show work at, at times is yeah. because I do know you so well. Yeah. Um, and that's, I've had, you know, I've been a host of shows and I've had co-hosts and I, I know what it's like to be on both sides of this issue, to be a co-host and to be a host. And, and so I think, you know, and you're kind of that way too. So we have this kind of this capability to understand both sides of this and that that's so important. And then, and then we were, you know, friends before we were competitors right, too. Right, so, right. So that kind of, you know, people are amazed by the fact oh, that yeah. we're, we're, we're competitors of each other, but we do a podcast together. And, and, and especially when we bring Rob Walsh on, it's like, you know, what's going on here? You yeah. know, um, yeah, it, yeah. it even weirds my team yeah. out sometimes. They're like, they're always like you and Rob, you guys talk too much. You know, it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's the vibe. At the end of the day, it's all about the vibe. Yeah. If you guys get along, then, man, it, I feel like, look, if you have great vibes, great conversation, you'll send that to your listeners, man, when they listen to your show. Imagine you guys hate each other and, and angry and bored of the podcast. You will send that energy to your listeners, too, man. They, I'm telling yeah. you, man, it's, it's that, I feel it's that connection, man. When it comes to audio, it's 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 a strong connection, man, with your listeners, man. Yeah, I was so. li- I was listening to episode one thousand of the No Agenda show, or maybe it was nine ninety nine, one of the two. And um, Adam Curry told John C. Dvorak to beep off. I mean, it was just I mean, it was like, and and and, and I was like, uh oh, and you know, and you could tell John was like taking it back a little bit you can kind of you know you, you almost visualize him getting slapped right and they yeah. continued on but it's one of those things where they've been doing a show so long that mm-hmm. yeah adam was mad and he to- made john know he was mad but they but they're like they're big boys so they picked up the pieces and they continued on right so yeah, i think yeah, that's man. the way you have to be with a co-host uh, feelings mm-hmm. you know and and let's be honest. People, someone asked me, do you listen to any po- political shows? I said, no, I don't. And they say, well, well, why don't you listen to any political shows? And I said, because all the hosts on the shows are always either left or the right. There's no one that does a show that they have two friends that are one, you have a hard a lefty and a hard righty. And if you had that kind of a show that that type of dynamic, I'd probably listen to it because then it becomes mm-hmm. entertaining and we don't have them. enough and I don't want to drag politics into this show today, but I'm just saying there's not enough discourse. And my grandfather, when he was alive, uh-huh. he purposely in a, in a group conversation, he would become devil's advocate. If everyone was agreeing and he may completely agree with the conversation, he would flip a wheel and all of a sudden be like, well, what about this? And, then it would just like the whole conversation would explode, you know? And I think that's important. I think you got to have someone that's, uh, if, if they don't completely are completely separate, then are willing to have a, an opposite view and being able to, you know, to play devil's advocate on something. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it just makes the conversation better because guess what? Someone's thinking it that's listening and they're saying, mm-hmm. how come, how come they're not saying that? Why are they all just like giving lip service here? No one wants to listen to a show that's just a lip service show where each host is complimenting each other and agreeing all the time. It's very boring. Boring. <laughs> it's super boring. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's better to have a yeah. you know a little fight, you know, and, and then at yeah. the end you're all kind of like, okay, that was cool. We cool? Yeah, we're cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, but I, I also have to give a, a big shout out. Big thank you to uh, Neil Galarte and also Chris Kermitzos because originally this was filmed for The Messengers, a podcast documentary. Because mm-hmm. Neil followed me and my crew for right. uh, a whole week at, at during E3. Uh, they also followed me in Miami for like a couple of days and stuff. But there was so much footage that they couldn't put everything in, sure. in, in their documentary, you know? So. I I asked them, is it possible for me to get this, uh, get all my footage and let me edit it myself? It's going to be totally free. I'm not trying to get money, but I feel like I want to uh, share my story to others. Maybe I can inspire people. Um, And at the same time, educate them about podcasts. You know, last year when I went to Dominican Republic to promote the movie, uh, The the Messengers over there in, in the Capitol, I was there for like a week. 
And one thing that I noticed, a lot of the people that were there, they were using their phones, but they were all watching videos like on YouTube and Facebook. So everybody knows about Facebook and YouTube, right? Because somebody taught them how to how to do it on their phone, right? So my goal right now is to do the same, but with podcasts. I want to try my best to educate the people in, in, in Latin America and, and for them to to start listening to podcasts, not only in English, but also in Spanish. And I think it will help to to build businesses locally and stuff, you know. So next week, I can't I can't mention the name of the location, but um, we're we're planning to have a uh, screening of of my documentary over there in Dominican Republic, and I'm very excited because um, I think it's going to open the doors to like a whole new crowd that never heard of podcasts, you know. So um, I, I love that you know we're here going to events and and we're always together like the podcast community. But I think it's important for us as podcasters to learn to show um educate people that never heard of podcasts never heard of a sh- uh, of of a online uh show i educate them for, so they could also start listening or maybe they will become like their own content creators you know uh we can't be all stuck in the same bubble bubble man i think it's good to to go out and 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 let's build it i think it'll be good for all of us man for everybody you know one thing it um you know i do a lot now is when someone says to me they and I say, they say, well, what do you do? I would do a podcast or on a podcasting company. And I said, what's a podcast? And I said, well, can I show you? And uh, I say, sure. So I say, can I, you know, you have to get some trust here because I say, like, show me your mobile device. And if they've got a iOS device, I'm like, click on that. And they click on the podcast app. And I said, just, you know, I give them a, a title and I said, type that in. And I said, hit subscribe. And they do. And I said, okay, come back to that later and listen to that show. That's a podcast. And I just show them. It takes 30 seconds. Android may be a little longer uh, because maybe they don't have an app and we have to get them an app. But uh, I, I use every opportunity to turn that screen toward me and help them click through to show them how easy it is. And once they do, they said, that's it. I said, yeah, that's it. I said, now you got to just hit play and you're, and you're good. And those the new shows will show up and 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 people are like. They're astonished, you yeah. know, you know, they, yeah. they get that. And, they, and they'll get hooked. They'll get hooked. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Once they find that show. Yeah. yeah. They get the, and you know, and I said, there's plenty more there. You said that you may not be into my show, but you can check other shows out and, and hopefully they do. But I, I think it's true. We have to educate and we, and as creators too, um, we've got so many new creators coming to the space right now. I mean, the Rob, I don't know if you're seeing it, but mm-hmm. we're seeing, uh, there is nothing else can explain it. We're seeing a, a massive growth of new podcasters coming in. I can, I, I think we're up podcasters, new podcasters come in the space um, on a day-to-day basis, 20, 25%. It, it's, it's significant. Yeah. And I think we're also growing on the listener side too. I think, I mean, with the brings new content and, you know, like what Danny's doing, Danny's re- reaching out to new potential listener bases. I, yep. I think all of us really need to think about that a lot more than we are. Yep. And I also think that Google's coming to the game. Um, and so Android, I think, is going to become more and more important over the next couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but um, that could o- open up a whole new uh, listener base for the podcasting space. And um grow it to where I think it can be. So it's going to take a few years though. 
Now, there's a couple of things I did want to talk about in the show today, and we come back to Danny Stuffin in a few minutes. But I did want to, I put a call out yesterday. Who went to the NPR secret, super secret meeting? <laughs> All right, so... I- the super I don't think sec- that list was very long, Todd. The I don't su- think that list was very long. <laughs> I got the impression it was longer than uh, normal, but who went to the super secret meeting? And uh, Rob and I didn't get invited. I think we're personal non-grad over there. So if if you hear anything, we've got plenty of people that listen to the show that don't acknowledge that they listen to the show. I would love, I'd love an email um, that uh, at Todd at New Media Show that... Uh, gives us some insight to what the secret meeting involved and what type of conspiracy stuff we can come up with. So if, you know, if you went or heard or maybe, maybe it's no big deal. Maybe they just all went out for beers. I don't know. But, uh, um, did you, did you get invited to the super secret Uh, NPR meeting, Danny? uh, No, I didn't get invited. I'm not part of the secret society. So yeah. (laughs) Well, well, we are, we're not either. So, uh, uh, anyway, so some, something is happening and you know, it, 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 this raises a point that I wanted to bring up with you. Um, the mainstream guys, let's, okay, let's talk about the East coast bubble around Boston, New York, and that whole ecosystem of NPR, the gimlets, the, you know, all those folks, you know, do you think the average dude and I, I'm going to say average dudes like us, because I think we're average dudes. You know, I, I, I grew up on a dirt road. I didn't, I wasn't born with a golden spoon in my mouth. We all had to do our, do our time to get our, <clears throat> our shows grown and everything else. Do you think that the independent podcasters can still, you know, break out and build big shows? Do you think that there's becoming such a, a heavy emphasis press wise on um on on this east coast bubble do you think it's affecting independence no i don't think so i think i think it's important to okay so let me go back with the whole hip hop thing i'm always <laughs> giving examples with hip hop but uh you know when uh hip hop in the 70s and 80s it was very it, it was like us very underground very independent you know then then the, the the mainstream major record labels they started you know seeing like man this thing is getting a buzz uh, in the streets and and on radio let's let's start signing artists right so i think that it's good to have mainstream and independent like independent is never going to die right uh because when you have a mainstream one i think it will help to uh discover podcasts like one of those uh random listeners that just go on their phones and they say, oh, what is this, NPR, and they start listening. Just because they sign and they subscribe to that show, maybe they'll get curious and they'll say, hey, I want to look for a show about cooking mm-hmm. or about uh, tech, and they'll slowly will find other shows. And I think I think it's it, it's good. You know, I the thing that I would like to do is sit down more with like the the mainstream uh, corporations and, and, and educate them too. Because, uh, you know, nobody's perfect right um they're just doing their their job you know and i think um it's important for us to to also educate them on stuff that they're doing wrong that i think it it will help the industry overall you know we can't just stick on just independent and that's it no we 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 all of us i I want our industry to grow right um Mm -hmm. you know we we go to podcast movement and i know you guys always meet those big time podcasters over there uh, at 
at that event, right? Um, and I think it's a great way for us to have a conversation, man. Um, now, for those that are just being ignorant, they don't want to listen to it. They're like, all right, I'm, I'm NPR and that's it. Come on, that's that's not gonna help, man. You know, I think uh, I think it's important to have that conversation, man. You know, it will help us all. It will help the industry overall. I think it's also important that they're willing to have a conversation too, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because sometimes totally you know they're huddled up in their in their clan, you know, in their uh, in their tribe. That word I hate. They're they, you know they're 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 all in their little tribe, and you you go over there and say hi, and it's like. He's like, who's this pariah coming over to say hello, you know? And so I think it goes yeah. both ways, too. Yeah, I mean, well, guys, I wanted couple... to... Go ahead, bro. Oh, go, 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 Rob. Yeah, I was just going to mention about this because, you know, back when I first started in podcasting, this, you know, the 2005 and 2007 window, I had a really close relationship with um, the NPR folks. And I, I still have contacts over there and I still know the folks over there. Um, and it's, but over the years that, that relationship has strained. Um, and I think it's, and I'm not sure exactly why this has happened. Um, you know, I used to talk with those folks on a regular basis. I used to be in contact with them. They were, they were reaching out to the independent podcaster community because they were wanting to, to learn from us early on. But I think what's happened now is I think they've they they feel like they're leading the industry now and and they feel like they're they're creating much better content than exists in the independent space. And I think they've gotten a little bit caught up in themselves. And I'm not sure that they necessarily see themselves as part of the greater podcast community. I think they see themselves as part of the public radio space. And I think that's that's where we've gone a little bit sideways on this. And it's and it's kind of, you know, Todd, your your comments about them is 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 just a reflection of how both sides of this feel in this relationship between these two communities. Because it is, unfortunately, there's been a wedge that's driven between the independence and the public radio side that is uh, is difficult to cross that chasm now. There there is definitely a chasm there. Uh, whether we like it or not, it's it's there, unfortunately. And I'm not sure why it exists. It, I mean, really, I can only speculate, but it's it, it is it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. It is odd because nothing's changed on on our side. Yeah. You know, that's no, the thing. And we all want to talk and share. And because guess what? All, all what is that saying? All ships rise together. Or, you know, you know, we're all gonna if we all work together. Yeah. You know, well, the, Todd, I think we do kind of bash them a little well, bit or stuff that they do yeah. just like this whole secret meeting yeah, thing. Yeah. But, but, but there is a little bit of a, a cause and effect too, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, maybe they do want to do secret meetings because they're, they don't want everybody to know what they're doing, but, um, that, that sends a signal out to the greater community that tends to want to be more inclusive, right? Yeah. Tends to want to be more, and maybe they don't want to be inclusive because they're in their own little um, club, right? Right. And and I think that's sending a, a negative message about them. And I, I don't know that they, they care what message is being sent about what they're doing. They're just doing what they want to do. Well, I think it all boils back to, and I'm, and I'm always the conspiracy theorist here, 
it always boils back <laughs> to that uh, they want to kill RSS. You know, they hate the RSS. They hate to download, even though Apple iTunes and the stats that they're showing is showing that the download is not going anywhere anytime, no, baby. And there, yeah, but uh, yeah. go, go, go ahead. ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. Go no, ahead, no, I, I was gonna say, like, you know, we we signed a deal with uh, CBS Radio uh, two years ago on our ten. No, actually, three years ago. Wow, time flies. Uh, you know, on our tenth anniversary, you know, and I'm always having conversation with them. You know, not everybody is stuck in that bubble, that that East Coast bubble, like uh, like you guys say. Um, not everybody, but there's other people too that. They can't really do much, man. It's the higher ups that's mm -hmm. probably very, you know, very strict about certain things and stuff. And um, mm -hmm. it's about building that that connection, that relationship with those that are willing to talk and are willing to learn. And I think we should do that, man. You know, when the, the thing that bothers me is when we bash everybody, right? You can't blame everybody. True. You know, because I met I I met cool people at Spotify. I met, you know, great folks over there at Apple, you know, Stitcher, and they want to, they really want to change the industry. They want the industry to grow, but sometimes they can't, they can't really do much because they're stuck in this, in this thing that the higher ups are like, nope, we can't promote them. It's all about us. We can't work with them. It's all about yeah. us. And I think that hurts the industry, man. Speaking of yeah. Spotify, look for, uh, some internal communications from Blueberry this week. So that's all I can say. Oh, look at that plug. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't, yeah, you can't really talk too much about Spotify. They, yeah, they, they don't want you to talk too much about them. Yeah. It's uh, external communications uh, in relation to Spotify is uh, is a no, no. You, yeah. You, you can internally talk to your host and that type of stuff, but you, yeah, external messaging, you have to be careful. <laughs> And it's, it's unfortunate. It's but, it's an interesting, yeah. you know, and I and I I think it's a corporate thing. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a uh, Spotify podcast thing. I think it's just a corporate thing at Spotify. Yeah. That's how they do business. Yeah, it's a it's a culture. It's a culture thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and but you know, it's it is what it is. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. What was it? And we we got plenty to talk about. Don't worry. But there was one topic I wanted to. <laughs> to bring up. Well, let's, let's just talk a little bit about, you know, I'm not going to be at PodFest because of my daughter's wedding, but I will have a uh, team members there. And matter of fact, uh, Mackenzie uh, got the surprise. She's going to be on a panel. So this is the first panel she's going to be on. So Rob, I don't know if you're on the panel with Mackenzie or not, but uh, um, be nice to her at, at PodFest. But um, you know, the PodFest thing is, uh, is you guys are all you guys are leaving this week to go to Podfest, so I'm kind of jealous. I'm gonna miss it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got Francesco on that world of podcast host panel. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> so I'm gonna spread it around a little bit. I'm not gonna do it. I I could have done it, but I asked asked him to do it. All right, that's cool. Well, she'll have to uh, she'll have to. I guess what it is is you got to sometimes you got to let the birds fly, right? Yep. <laughs> So anyway, it's good. So what are you doing besides your live stuff at PodFest? What are you doing, Danny? Uh, just that. Probably uh, I'm only going to be there on Friday because I have things to do with my family uh, Thursday and Saturday. But uh, I'm going to be there all day. Um, after our show, um, I'm going to hang out with our community. They are all attending. 
and just hang out with the podcasters, man. Just talk to them, meet them and everything, man. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And the the special thing about us is that, you know, my co-host, we we have never done a live show together. Uh, we, we've done parties. We, we attend events and stuff. But a live show in front of the artist, we've never done that. So that's going to be very interesting, you know. It should be. Very cool. I can't wait to do that. It's it going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Rob and I got some exposure to that at PodCon in, in Seattle. And there is a there is a medium for it. I you know, I I always thought doing a comedians maybe doing a live show in front of an audience, that kind of makes sense. But um you know, people are coming to you know, they came to PodCon dressed in character of their favorite shows, like That's lore. Awesome. People came dressed in the characters of lore. I just like I, I mean, my brain kind of melted, to be honest with you. So who knows? Maybe you're going to have a little like PodCon type festivities. Maybe some of your fans will show up in, in character or something. Is it one of, the, one of your favorite <laughs> games? I don't know. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I, I like that, man. Like, and, and that's a perfect example. Like, you never know who's listening. Yeah, like, you never you know. Never, never know, man. And that's, I think we need more of that. I think. Having events like that will be cool just for the listeners. You know, it's cool that they're having it on the West Coast, but hey, having it on the East Coast yeah. too, man, that would be cool. Yeah, when, be awesome. when you have, uh, I think what's interesting is every once in a while, and it happens to all of us at some point, you get an email and you're like, whoa. And you're like, hey, I've been listening to your show for the past three years and uh, you said something that, you know, made me want to respond. And you're like, you're like jumping around in your studio, like, Holy cows, this person's listening to the show. You just, <laughs> you never know who's listening. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, and it, uh, it, it, it is interesting to, to get those emails. So if, if you haven't experienced that as a podcaster yet, don't, it's like Danny keeps saying, you never know who's listening. Well, uh, Todd, you, are you you'll be surprised. About, yeah, you've been saying about this show that about this show for a long oh, time. Oh so, yeah. We, yeah, yeah we, there's people that are lurking on this show. We have yeah. a lot of lurkers on this show. A lot. And they still quiet. They say, Oh, yeah. quiet. Not saying anything. Well, like, oh, okay. All right. Taking notes. <laughs> and I'll talk to somebody and they'll say something. I'm like, the only way you knew that is by listening to the new media show. They don't say they're listening, but they say something. You're like, Oh, I figured it out, you know, and, uh, and it, it happens because people can't help themselves. When you see them, you talk to them and there's this and that, and you know, and you know how things going and, and then they'll, they'll say something be like, there's no way you knew that. So, yeah. So that's, it, it's yeah, kind that's of fun cool. to figure that out that way too. Well, Todd, yeah, cool. I think as you look at the 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 listener and viewer numbers of this show, it it kind of gives you a little glimpse of that. That it's it's there's a lot of people out there that check this show out every week. Yeah, we get, we're uh, we're close. Yeah. We're closing on seventy five hundred uh, yeah, that are subscribed cool. to the show. So it's you know that's for, but for a new media show for a podcasting show, I I I think we're doing okay. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, it is Very cool. cool. You guys, you guys should also stream on Twitch, man. That's a whole different platform there, man. You guys do that too, is, man. Isn't it primarily gaming though? Or are people doing regular no, long no, form? No. Really? Also, let me tell you, let me, let me give you the scoop what happened, man. So, you know, uh, we always go to E3, right? So I got an email from, uh, from Twitch. They, they listened to our podcast. I was like, again, like I said, you never know who's listening. And they were like, Hey, we want you guys to also record your show live on twitch that would be awesome and we're like eh, you know we've been talking about doing video stuff for like a while 
and uh, we we had a meeting with them, and I'm like, you know what, let's let's do it. And uh, it's been going good, man. Been doing really good. Now we're turning a year. Uh, I think in the, by August, July, around there, we're gonna turn one year old with Twitch, man. So it's a whole new audience. But they mentioned that they're trying to they're trying to add new type of content, not only gaming, but there's there's uh, streamers that they do a live stream about makeup, right, or uh, about comics, about different different uh, conversations. I know hmm. Little Port. He has a live stream there uh, for for Twit, so his well, he, network. He probably should. The the name is the same. I wonder if he has a deal with him on copyright. <laughs> well, he just he just sued he just sued Twitter. Yeah, Twitter, yeah. Twitch. Yeah, there there's another one for you, Leo. Go get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but at least at least at least that's good that that uh you know Twitch they're trying to look for different type of content creators. Man, they want to grow. Uh, they 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 start doing. Um, NFL football on Thursday nights. They show it there on Twitch. Um, they uh, show wrestling now live. So it's good. I think it's good, man. You should try. Guys should try it out. And and okay. then if you have a, enough listeners, you guys could also get uh, subscribers. They could donate. They could pay. If they have Amazon Prime, um, if you have the affiliate or partner from Switch, you could get a percentage from that and get paid out of that too, man. So it's not a bad thing, man. That's cool. Try it out. Good. Thanks. Well, you know one yeah. one thing I found. And Danny, how long have you guys been doing live? Live, uh, it's gonna be a year. So, a the, year. so you uh, only we, we, we we've done stuff live in the past for like special events. Sure. Um, on livestream.com, when it first launched, we we had like a Halo Three launch event at um at, I think uh, Circuit City. This is like years ago. Uh, and I, I was walking around with my laptop, you know, <laughs> filming everybody. Uh, I will go outside uh, because of the Wi-Fi, and I'm like, everybody say hi to the camera, and everybody in line, I'm holding my laptop the whole time. <laughs> but that it, it was cool. I mean, yes, of course, you're not going to get – we're always going to get more listeners sure. to the podcast more than live stream, but it's just another way f- to interact with people. Um, you know, if, For those that are watching your show right now on either YouTube or Facebook, you can have the interaction. They can start asking questions and right. stuff, right? It's it's a different uh, experience, I think. So let me ask you, I, I've said this before, and well, maybe I won't prejudice your comment. Um, mm-hmm. What doing live has resulted in what in basis of how your show is produced? What has it changed? Has it, w- just tell me if there's anything different that live has done to your show. Not, uh, our show hasn't changed at all. I think uh, it, we did that because we just want to get new listeners on our podcast more than anything. You know, the, some, sometimes we get an, an interview uh, and, on, and we have it live on Twitch and uh, Twitch will feature us on the front page. And that's millions of people mm-hmm. that could watch it. And if they like the interview, they were like, man, let's let's go in and subscribe to the podcast. You know, so yep. what we do is we do the live the live podcast, but we don't mention anything. During the recording of the podcast, we won't mention anything about the chat because I think we are a podcast first than right, anything. Right, right. Um, but once we're done, uh, we we do like an after show just just for like the the viewers, exclusive for them. You know, we do like, we interact with them and stuff. You know, we promote the podcast, but it hasn't hurt the podcast at all. Yeah. So one thing I've you know I've been doing live now maybe six years. And what I always said was live makes you a better podcaster. You just, cause you get yeah. one take. Did you guys edit beforehand and your previous, when you were doing, before you did live, did you do any audio editing at all? 
Oh yeah, we always do. Uh, you do because uh, yeah, because what we do is we record live, right? But yep. I don't record. I don't record from the audio from the video. What we do is we record locally, each of us, and they'll send me their audio, and I'll edit it. Um, if there's any ums or cough or sure, sure. background noise, but I, I I fix that up. I take it off. And there's certain things, maybe like a mistake. I realize like, ah, let me take that off. It's, it should have been a podcast. I'll leave it on the, the video. But it helped us. Yeah, you're right. I think it helped us become a a, a better podcaster now because of that. Doing the live stream, we're used to it. Um, and and at the same time, you see the emotion of of, of your co-hosts. Mm-hmm while we're recording i think that's helpful too it's huge and just seeing the facial yeah. reaction and you can see him like tensing up or whatever and you can say oh he's got something to say i, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. i think it's it's important i think it's, it helps with that dynamic I, I yeah i'm just you know i'm still old well i'm todd i don't edit i get done it's done you know so it's uh <laughs> no edit todd no edit todd no no, no yeah i mean but look it works for you like not everybody's the same like, true i we, we signed a deal with CBS. They could easily edit our show, but it's my baby. I feel like yeah. I, know, I know our formula. I know when my co-host is going to make that mistake mm-hmm. or they do certain things that I want them to be part of the podcast. They don't know. So I still to this day, I edit the show. Every yeah. every record Sunday morning at 930. Um, and uh, they send me their audio. Monday morning, I wake up early, drink my coffee for like a good hour or two. I'll edit it release it send it to cbs and they'll post it live and then we record it again on wednesday night and then again the next day thursday morning i i I wake up get my little coffee start editing in the morning and then send it to them again so we record twice a week on our podcast yeah me too but you know my stuff is so time sensitive that uh you know the content is expiring the second it comes out of my mouth and actually it's already maybe five or six hours old so yeah for me it's the editing has never worked and maybe that's been part of it but you know i understand some people do it some people don't i would not be podcasting today if i edited if i had to go through and edit i'd be done i'd need you know you would go, yeah it'd be done <laughs> yeah but the thing is too todd you always got to think about this too todd like not everybody are up like they, they know what's going on with with tech true uh or, or certain thing with podcasts because they don't they just the time they don't go to websites they probably only depend on your show so that's the thing that i see with us like we have a uh a, a bunch of listeners that they don't go to the mainstream websites. They depend on us to have that conversation. To give about, you the details. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. you, you always also as a contractor, you also got to think about that. You know, that, that's the thing that we're making that mistake. We think everybody knows everything. True. We, we think that, that everybody only listens to podcasts because of iTunes. No, no. Like there's people that probably find us, through Stitcher or other apps that we've never even probably heard of, mm-hmm. or maybe they found you because of Spotify. Like, mm-hmm. I think um, we, we got to get out that that little <laughs> mentality, like, oh, everybody knows everything. It's going to get old. It's not. It's not. A lot of people are going to feel like, damn, what Todd said and Rob said, this is new to me, man. I've never heard about this because mm-hmm. they never went to that website to find that information out. In, in this show specifically, Rob and I, you know, we have the advantage of having this, you know, complete insiders access to the space. And a lot of people that share stuff with us, maybe sometimes shouldn't, but we love you anyway. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it is an interesting dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you know, the show prep on this is we show up, you know, that's the show prep. And if Rob calls in at uh, 6 a.m., I know our 7 a.m. my time, I know we're doing a show. So it's, uh, you know, from this show, it's a little different perspective, but you guys probably have to do quite a little bit of prep, don't you? 
Not really, man. We what I what I do is I send bullet points mm-hmm. of different topics. That's it. Everything else is straight up at the moment, freestyle. But I do want them to at least to at least read what's going on. I don't want us to just say things because we don't know, you know. Right. But uh, yeah. Uh, another thing too, what we do is, which is super super important. I want our listeners to send us questions via email, go to Speakpipe or voicemail through Google Voice, and we'll we do that. We add it on our on our podcast. We play live on on Twitch, and we have conversations. I think um, I think that's super important because we interacting with them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think a lot of podcasters don't do that at all. They just do their show and that's it. But when when you let them be part of your journey, if they feel special, they feel like they're they're part of it. They're they'll uh, share the 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 podcast with other people, and it will go around because of it. You know, mm-hmm. so we do that. We've been doing that since day one. Always, always doing that. I had a listener out of the Bronx. His name was Sal. He doesn't listen to the show anymore. I miss him dearly because he would he would blast me, you know, an email and be like, "You're wrong," you know, and then we that would invoke a. It'd almost be like a co-host coming in and saying, Todd, you're, you're, you're wrong. And we would have a, I'd have a 10 minute conversation with this email, which was really Sal. And it, it added this whole dynamic. So yeah, the emails back and forth from the audience. And if they're sending voice comments, that's even better because you get their emotion, the whole nine yards in, because you're reading something and sometimes you can't invoke what they're really trying to, uh, to say. So yeah, the, and a lot of podcasters don't get, very much feedback. So, you know, I'm always challenging and I know you guys probably do too. Hey, what do you think about this? You guys agree with what we said or do you d- don't like this? Or here's the email. I probably say the email 10 times during the show. Um, just so they know, remind them, I want to trigger them to, to, to email them in. So how, how do you guys actually, and this is podcasters struggle with this. How have you been able mm-hmm. to build the feedback you get? What mechanisms do you use to, to make people want to send an email. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a time that we probably were not, we were getting a lot of downloads, but a lot of listeners won't email us or anything because you also have to understand that they probably, they probably shy, super, super shy. I've gotten the calls that, Hey, this, I'm a long time listener, first time caller. We get a lot of that, a lot. And you just got to give them time man. let them let, let the listener, know more about you they will get to know you slowly based on the conversation you have in your podcast and we will mention on the show we promote it in the beginning of the show middle and at the end we always always do that um you know let me tell you this little quick story we were at e3 and we just uh into one of the execs from from microsoft they were promoting their like product that was coming out this past holiday and stuff and we got out we're walking we had to go to another appointment another company and uh some guy randomly is like hey danny p paris and we're like who, who is this he's like dude i'm waiting in line i'm waiting in line for me to play some game and i'm listening to your show right now you don't know me but i'm so-and-so and we're like oh my god that's crazy so right there at the moment i'm like yeah, let's take a picture man i've never met you but let's take a picture real quick <laughs> you know so remember there's a lot of listeners that they are just shy. Do you ever get grabbed at the airport? I've been grabbed at the airport. I've been walking through and all of a sudden someone just comes up and grabs me. That's something you say. 
it's going to smack them to call you or email you because maybe they disagree with you or maybe they agree with you. Yeah. They probably defend you, <laughs> you know, so you just got to give them time and don't don't force them. Yeah, I think that's the problem. With a lot of podcasters, they're forcing people to listen to the show. And to me, that's spam. Begging versus asking, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, I always love to get the um, the really, really long emails from listeners. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have gotten those too. There'll be like six or eight paragraphs of yeah. stuff that they, they, I mean, it's just like, wow, you know, it's always blows me away when I get those emails. Um, but it is a little challenging on the other side of the coin of being able to cover it in the podcast though. I mean, it's, I don't know if you guys have had that dichotomy. Well, which part of this email do we want to talk about on the show? Because we can't talk about the whole thing. I read, it'll I be read the whole show. I read them end. <laughs> I read them end to end. Do yeah, you no, really? wow. I mean, so it depends because sometimes we probably talked about that, and and people they probably listen to our like our older shows and they start emailing us, and we're like, we're already. I'll I'll email them back saying, hey, we already talked about it on this episode. We'll tell them that. But we have a listener. His name is Keon. Everybody in our community knows Keon because Keon listens to our show. He's a he's a truck driver, so he listens to our show all every week. Every time we have released an episode, the next day he email us, "Hey guys, I heard this episode. I have a question for you because he wants us to create that conversation." So one day, due to timing, we we did a, a, an episode like maybe thirty minutes. You know, usually our show is in an hour, right? And the past few weeks, it's been like an hour and 20 minutes or so, right? So one day, it was only 30 minutes. Oh, my God. Keon hit us up saying, guys, I, I'm i disappointed. Why this show is only 30 minutes long? Like, I played the voicemail, and I had to explain to – I explained him why we did that. It was just a moment, you know? And everybody in the community that have never emailed us started emailing us like, no, guys, I totally agree. You guys give us content every all the time. Don't worry about it. Take your time. And I, I, the thing that I said to Keon is it doesn't matter the length of the show. What matters is the content. If the content, it's great. It could be two hours. If it's 30 minutes and that's enough for me to, like, I feel that's, that's good for the show. I'll release that, you know? So I had to explain to him, but it's cool that he emailed us and then everybody emailed us because they were trying to defend us. Like, nah, it's okay. It's okay. If it's 30 minutes. <laughs> You know, so <laughs> that was awesome. One thing that um, at this point, and Rob, I, go ahead and ask your question. You had a question. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just, uh, the thought that popped into my head was oftentimes the conversations amongst the community is actually more important to the community sometimes than the communication with the show. I mean, I've seen that, that, that dynamic where the, the audience um, gets to know each other. Um, uh, probably as much or more as they, they know the show and it's, it's kind of, and, and at some point it, once your community gets to be a certain size, those relationships can sometimes, um, be stronger, um, than the relationship with the show, but the show is like the common glue that glues the community together. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I let me tell you what happened last year at PodFest. So I had an opening keynote, and we had the the first look of the messages, right? So for my opening keynote, I've been promoting it a lot on our podcast. I've been mentioning it like, hey, check 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 me out. It's going to be my keynote. I'm going to talk about my focus. The topic is, is all 
going to be about the community. It's not about us. It's not about GTR yeah. at all. So a lot of our listeners showed up at PodFest. They don't know anything about about other shows. They don't know about podcasting. They just fans of our show. They showed mm -hmm. up. So I did my keynote and I had to get out. I had to like um, leave because my my cousins had to like go to the airport and stuff. So I had to say bye to them. So what happened once I was done, our community got up right when the next person was about to speak and the whole crowd left from our community. Chris Kremitzels was like, you see that? That was Danny's community. They came here just to see him. <laughs> you know, and I feel bad for the person that went up. I feel bad, you know, but, but that's the thing. We have to let your community be part of the journey, man. When I got inducted to the Hall of Fame, I invited our listeners. I, 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 uh, we went together through the red carpet. We took pictures. We sat in the front row. And the first people that I thanked was them because they're the ones that made us. It wasn't, it wasn't my family. It wasn't, you know, the industry. It was our listeners, man. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I always have that relationship with our community because of that, man. Because they are the ones that are spreading the word, promoting the show. They're the ones that download the show every week. You know, when we have a sponsor, if they like the sponsor, they'll go and, and purchase that product just to support us, you know. So I think that that as a podcaster, we, we need to do more of that than just say, hey, listen to our show. It's, that's not enough, man. So I do have a question for you in regards to uh, pacing and uh, you've been at this a while. Well, we all have, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, that we're going on what, 14 years here because October 04 is when I started. And I am at a point now where I have to have, um, I can't do a um, hundred shows a year. I just can't. So I, you know, if I travel uh, now, like when I went to Vegas for CES, I did no regular shows, but we we're putting all this extra content together for them for the, for CES. So do you take breaks? Do you get a break because you get to steal a CBS? You're on a contract obligation to a week, mm -hmm. but do you get, do you get time off or how do you work that? No, we, we always take time off. Um, it depends on the holidays. Like this past December, we released a couple episodes for like maybe the early, early December. And we took the whole month and we came back on the second week of January, you know, cause I, we, we need time for ourselves, man. We need time to, to, to be with our family. Um, time to just relax. I think we've been working so hard, you know, and, and not only, not only December, but it depends on the time, you know, right after E3, I don't have a voice. Like I'm You're completely done. done. I'm yeah. done. Cause we released, I think this past E3 released like 50 episodes during the week. Yeah. Um, and it was a combination of uh, short interviews and just long, long episodes together, you know, talking about E3 and stuff. So we take a break from that. But what I like to do, um, I like to record ahead. Um, and there's stuff that we probably had never released. And I'll release it the day that, that we're taking some time off. Um, I, I usually do that. But yeah, super important. But if you're taking it, like, let's say it's three of us, right? So... Uh, my co-host for the past few weeks, he's been uh, doing stuff for his nine to five job and he can't join the podcast. So the other calls, we continue recording, you know, um, I'm, I'm traveling next week. Uh, can't say where, but uh, before podcast and the, my calls know that I can't record. So they record without me. Oh, that's so cool. In a way, I'm, in a way I'm taking that little break, you know? So when I went to Dominican Republic, I, uh, what I did 
I had stuff re- pre-recorded from E3, and I put it that week um, for for the podcast. And then when I was in the Ring Republic, I recorded some more podcasts lo- with with lo- some local gamers because I wanted to learn more about about the community over there and stuff. And my co-host was still taking that those two weeks, two three weeks off while we did that. So we always create content mm-hmm. pre-recorded. It's not it might not be live, but uh, we do it all the time. All the time. It's just um, you gotta let the community know in advance. Oh, we're gonna take this time off. At, at least they're, they they're not gonna get mad when they uh, go on a Monday morning. They can't find our show. You know, at least they know. Yeah, so I- communication is important. You know, I, I I always tell new podcasters, and Rob, I don't know what you tell the folks you talk to. By the time your first two years, you can't take a break. <laughs> your first two years, you got you got a hammer. You know, you 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 have to. And if you do take a break, then uh, like you said, do communicate it very well. But mm-hmm. I I went nearly five years and never missed an episode. And uh, in doing two a week, that's 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 a that's you know that's that's a that's rough. So, um, yeah, sometimes now I, I just have to take, and I tell them like for my daughter's wedding, I'm going, I'm not going to go I'm like one the wedding. I'm not doing any podcast, you know, and it could be, it could be as many as three shows I miss. So I'm, you know, I might look to add a co-host or maybe I can fill in some of the CES stuff, but I don't normally like to take content from, uh, extra events and shove it into the regular podcast feed. I normally keep that in a, its own RSS feed. So that's I, something I do a little bit different, but, uh, yeah, I was just kind of curious how he handled your your downtime. No, you know what, Todd? I think it's important to take a break, even yeah. if you start it. Even even if you start, and the reason why I said it is because if you don't take that break, you're gonna feel burned out. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel burned out, and that's when you're gonna stop. After a while, you're like, you know what? My podcast is not worth it. Let me just not do it anymore because you're not taking that break. You honestly, when I take a break and I go, let's say, to the beach. I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking. What's the next? What's You're the next? Still what, what, You're still working. You're still working. I'm still working, but I'm I, but I'm ha- I'm on vacation. You know, um, when I I'm taking a shower, when I'm on a flight or something, I'm always thinking like, what's next? What's next? What's next, man? <laughs> you know, yeah. but you need you need that time for yourself, man. You need that time off, man. And believe it or not, that time where you can actually sit and think of what's next is actually pretty good creatively as well because it gives you time to say okay let's do this and then you think about it yeah it's like you know it's like going to a store and wanting to buy something you know you walk out of the store not buying you said did i really need that no so it's the same thing with ideas you know some are good but don't take too much time off right no 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 no. (laughs) and that's what you become i'm done done. but see here's the here's the thing uh man i can't really i can't really say much but soon like already i'm already done with the documentary but there's a this project that we're working on since uh since october um that we're probably gonna announce it soon um that i'm very excited because it's something that we have never done before oh. uh, yeah i'm very, very i've never mentioned this to anyone so i'm gonna mention this first time I'm mentioning here but i can't wait for people to listen to it man because this is gonna be something really really cool something really cool that we haven't done done before so very excited and i know our listeners they're gonna they're gonna freaking love it they they are going to love it man so i think it's a good way for us to to push the medium even more because of this move you know especially in in the gaming industry and stuff so danny you're a perfect promoter you just know how to put enough of a carrot out there Dangle that carrot. <laughs> it's in my blood, man. It's in my blood. It's the tease. It's the tease that drives people crazy. That's right. Um, 
It's right. And yeah. it's what keeps people listen to every second of a show, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I was actually, I had something, someone said, uh, Hey, so-and-so said something about you at a certain, certain show. You really need to listen to it. And I'm like, well, what's the time hack? I don't know. It's somewhere in the show. So I had to listen to that whole episode. I finally got to the point to find was, it. Yeah, to find it. And I was like, oh, okay, that wasn't as big of a deal that it, what the person made out to be. But yeah, yeah, you, you get to get that tease and you have to listen to the whole thing to get the context. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know uh, throughout the years, the thing that helped us out big time is, man, don't do clickbait episodes, man. Oh, yeah. Just create your show. That's Just have an episode. Just That's it. Yeah. And I recorded a show and not even thinking like, it's not, you know, of course, we can have listeners, but I don't know what's going to happen after this. But then I see all those major media outlets that picks it up randomly. I'm like, what? And it's because the interview that we have maybe is something that that person said that just caught the attention from the media, maybe a leak or something that I, I didn't even notice at the moment. And, uh, and yeah, like when you record a show, don't, 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 don't do those whole, this clickbait stuff in that. That's the thing. A lot of content creators are doing now, like on YouTube or podcasts, whatever they mm -hmm. do something, they'll name it in a certain way. So people, when they do search and they see that, like, Oh, I got to click this. And to me, yeah, at the moment you get a lot of, a lot of hits, a lot of downloads. Right. But that's short term. In my opinion, I think it's better to create content that's going to last for years, long term. You know, uh, there's a chat, uh, comment in the chat room from Mike. He says the midpoint of what you're both are talking about is not surprising. The best route. We luck out that we're following television and movie schedules. So the break time is built in as well as the entertainment lines as the bell to jump back in for the next round. But here's the problem I have with that particular statement, Mike, uh, taking a break means one or two shows, not one or two or three or four months. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. people that do seasons, Season one should end, and then a few days later, season two should start. I think it's, I still believe it's a big, big, big mistake for people that do just a certain amount of content. And they just say they, they, they follow the TV schedule and they do 13 episodes for a 13 run show, and then they're not back for months. I, I really personally think that is a disaster. I, th I don't think that, uh, I think you have to shift to something else immediately. You got to have, you got to pick up a new show or new content. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, taking this long extended time off is, is very advisable. I think it impacts numbers tremendously. Yeah. The thing is a lot of people's yeah. attention span is, is very short, so they're going to move on. They're going to move on to other things. You know, if they know that that show is by seasons, okay, that's fine. But people don't know that our shows like that. Mm -hmm. They know that we, we always release stuff every, every week. So, yeah. Um, that's why it, it, it's, it all depends on the communication that you send to your, to your, to your old listeners and even new listeners that discover you too. So it depends. Um, and, and like you said, yeah, if you take a few months off, people are going to move on and they're going to go and probably discover another show that's better than yours, <laughs> you know? So I, I think, uh, it's, it's important to, to, yeah, take a break. It's cool, but not too long. That's yeah. Not, not, not too not long. You know, yeah, I, there's actually options. Uh, I mean, if you're doing a, a podcast like about a TV show or something like that, you can certainly talk about topics that are, that are related to the TV mm -hmm. show in between the seasons. I mean, I think that there's things that are happening all the time. Mm -hmm. 
that you can yep. talk about, maybe speculate on what's going to be in the next season or get on some, some other people that maybe are, are working on the show or something like that. And I've been involved in TV podcasts and my wife and I did the Boston legal TV show podcast and, and she brought on cast members and, and fans of the show or things like that in between the seasons. Um, so you can certainly do that too. So there's certainly a lot of creative ways you can create content. Um, if you're doing a podcast about a seasonal thing of some sort, um, there's no reason why that can't work. And yeah, no, I agree because I li- I'm a, I'm a, people, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a huge Big Brother fan. I've been watching Big Brother for years. Um, and uh, that's by uh, anyway, that's the only TV reality show that I watch. But uh, I listen to fan po- fans uh, podcasts about Big Brother, and uh, they've been taking breaks for months. And once the season starts, I- I'm sure that they're going to start creating content about that particular season. Like now they're doing like a celebrity big brother now for the first time here in the U S. So now the, the podcast is back. They were, they thought mm-hmm. they were going to release their podcast during the summer, but they're like, man, it's a new big brother stuff, man. Let's, let's start creating our podcast again. And, but see, as a listener, I know that they do that. Mm-hmm. The thing is a lot of, a lot of the podcasters, they don't communicate that to their listeners at all. So, if you don't do that, you don't communicate to your listeners and you take a break mm-hmm. or you take some few months off, they're going to move on. Yeah, I always yeah. I always liken it to, though, in, in, in your case, I, I get it. And maybe my perspective on this maybe shift a little bit. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, people build your show into their life. They know that your show, my show releases uh, uh, Monday and Thursday night. They know that, and this show will come out probably tomorrow they will know that this show or when shows pop and they build you, um, they build their listing time. I know when certain shows drop that cause I'm waiting for it. And when it does, bam, I'm there. Um, so I, I really, when you, when you're not there for me, what am I going to do? I'm going to look for something else to fill that space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, you have to be a regular. Yeah. You have to be a regular. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So anyway, cool stuff. Well, we're at an hour 25. I did want to, before we get out of here today, um, let's see if I can find the right menu. Gamer Tag Radio is the place to go at gamer, gamertagradio.com. And uh, you guys are up to... 733 episodes now. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, 733 or 732 around there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Crazy. I'll talk about awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very excited. Yeah, if you're into if you're into um, video games and stuff, yeah, check it out, man. So it's good. It's a it's a yeah. it's a great podcast, man. Yeah, it's and also podcast. there is a little trailer that you have out, um, you know, in relation to your documentary of oh. your podcasting journey. Um, yeah, it's a thirty second thirty second trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to give out too much, but yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have it uh, here. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know if I can play it. If I'm uh, set up. Yeah, I have it on YouTube and Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, we'll link it up in the show notes. That's what yeah, we'll yeah, do. Definitely. We'll drop it's, it up it's there. Good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly like I'm super proud and super excited for people to watch it. And I, I've been sending this uh, documentary, like advanced copies, to those that are not podcast listeners. Um, they're not gamers and 
I made them cry, I made them laugh, and I made them inspired. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I think I did my goal. I, I reached my goal, man. Just just by me doing that, man. Because um, I, I want people to learn about the about podcasts. I want people to learn about that, man. You know, and and you know, if you're a content creator, hopefully this will you know uh, change your mind and start hustle even harder, man, to get there, man, to reach your goal. We almost we do we can't go yet though because Rob, you guys had oh my gosh, we should talk about this earlier. So the big secrets out, Vox Nest is yes. a new company that basically you guys set up and then rolled blog talk and spreaker in. So tell us what do you guys do? Yeah, so we just basically launched a new company, a new parent company to Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio. So nothing is going to change about Spreaker other than some of the technology that's going into the new platform called VoxNest is going to roll into Spreaker o- over time. But it's basically VoxNest is a is more of a professional publishing platform is what we're creating and ad monetization tool set. Uh, so... So that's basically what it is. If you want to check it out, just go to voxnest.com and you can see there's three products in there. One's called Dynamo, which is basically any podcast that has an RSS feed can submit to, to Dynamo and you can uh, have dynamic ad insertion um, automatic so you don't really have to do much to it um, uh, and, and have ads and do a revenue share with, with us. And then we'll do all the ad sales and you can just sit back and do your show and set your insertion points and those kind of things. Uh, and then there's uh, Hive, which is another, uh, it's more of a professional podcast publishing platform that's uh, not launched yet, but it's coming here in the next couple of months. And then the third product is called Cortex. And it's basically an ad targeting engine that's uh, going to have some smarts to be able to better target ads into certain podcasts. So, um, you know, all th- 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 that product is actually somewhat being deployed at this point through Block Talk Radio, and but it's uh, it's it's moving over to the other properties as well, Spreaker and to the Boxness product. It hasn't fully launched yet, but um, it's coming. So. It was an exciting time. It's really a reflection of the combination of Block Talk Radio and Spreaker because we had to create a whole new board of directors. So Francesco is the president of Voxness. Uh, I'm now the the VP and um, the head of partnerships for the combined companies. Uh, so that's my my new role, which I've been doing actually for a few months now. But uh, not un- under this new name. So down at uh, Podfest Orlando next week, we're going to be basically having a booth down there, and that booth is going to be titled under the name Voxnest. Voxnest. Now Spreaker is going to be there um, as part of like a co-brand to to the Voxnest um, service. Uh, so it, it's just adding another um, top parent company to what what was Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio has been up to this point. I see what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but congrats, congrats, Rob. The secret that's, is that's good, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's you know, if you listen to this show, you it probably would not come as a surprise, you know. Yeah. So you know, while Rob hasn't said what he's doing, but we both talk about stuff we're doing. So you know, and it uh, this should yeah. not come as a surprise if you listen to this podcast, even though he never told any trade secrets. But you know, we talk about all this stuff all the time. <laughs> He will only give you hints, hints here and there. Yes. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, but congrats, well, we both, that's good. That's yeah, good. I mean, well, I, I thank you, thank cool. you. 
Thanks, man. I mean, I, I think that's been the piece that's been missing from Spreaker is kind of this, uh, this higher level podcast publishing platform and then getting more into dynamic ad insertion. And, and Todd, exactly right. We've been talking about dynamic ad insertion and how that's coming to the space uh, faster and faster. More people are, are adopting that technology. And, and you're right. We've been, Todd, we've been talking about dynamic ad insertion as a wave that's coming this way. And, and I think more players are going to be supporting it. More podcasts are looking to do it. And this, this Dynamo product is kind of, kind of a reflection, Todd, of what we've been talking about, of trying to bring that technology to everyday podcasters. Uh, and then, you know, I think that the next big thing, though, is the host read stuff, being able to enable that uh, at all levels of podcasters. So the Dynamo product can, can be utilized by any podcast. So it doesn't matter if it's hosted on Blueberry or hosted on Lipson or Spreaker or whatever. It can be utilized off of any of those things. Well, like, can, uh, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question yeah. about that? Around? Sure, sure. So, you know, in our case, uh, you know, we because of the whole CBS deal, you know, we always get ads and stuff. But sometimes there's ads that we feel uncomfortable to yeah. promote that in our podcast. So I'll mention that to CBS. And, and honestly, they've been super great if we say no we don't want this they won't push it you know mm -hmm. and uh i think sometimes a lot of podcasters uh they would just take anything because they just want money do you have an option yep. in your in your service that you could uh select the type of products that they'll be uh willing to to okay to put the ad on their on their show or or, or you still guys are still working on that behind the scenes well, we have the ability for you to go in and select um, advertising categories. Um, mm -hmm. So, so, and it's a pretty extensive list that breaks down different categories of ads that could appear. They're typically like 15 to 30 second ads and the creative is moving more and more towards host read type formats. So what we're starting to see the agencies do more and more with these kind of radio like ads, I'll be honest, um, or mm -hmm. is make them be more like what, a term that I like to use is more talent reads, right? So they're less highly produced uh, spots, but those still do exist to some degree. Um, but, you know, I think this is an evolution that, that we're seeing on the online radio side too, is that they're starting to realize that these, these spots that they're producing need to sound more organic to the medium that they're being presented in. And mm -hmm. putting in radio spots into podcasts is not a smart strategy. It's not a, a strategy that's going to bring results. So they're going to have mm -hmm. to adjust. And Todd and I have been talking about this for a long time. And then secondarily, and th this is also coming too, is the ability for that podcast host to be able to do the host read and upload it to mm -hmm. the platform and have that dynamically inserted into their programs across all their archives and into their new shows. So this is like a first step and you know, this, this is a baby step. And as we move to, to the future and add greater capabilities, I, I think this, this tool will enable any level of podcaster to be able to monetize. Hopefully that's the goal. Well, that's, for, that's awesome. for those of you that follow what we've been doing, we basically have the same thing coming. So yeah, well, which is fine. I mean, it's a common. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's really becoming a common technology. Yeah, topic it's it's that a, everybody, it's, all of us uh, need to offer. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's a tool set that you know I decided uh, mid last year we needed to to build, and the team is uh, about ready to turn it over to me to start testing. I don't know if it's going to be as slick as yours, but 
Um, anyway, but our approach is also oh, I'm sure be, it will, Todd. I have yeah. confidence in you that it will be. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our approach too is a little bit uh, a little bit different. We know that all not not all podcasters are going to need this, so it, it's no, and, it, and it's probably for you guys the same way as as well. But we'll see. It's yep. gonna it's gonna be a fun year. <laughs> yeah, that's good. As long as long as you guys are doing stuff that's going to help the medium, hey, go for it, man. Yeah, that's the key too. That's you great. know, bringing tools and services to the community that they can use you know i i'm I'm not in the content business i'm not gimlet i'm not uh you know irl i'm we're we're here to provide tools and service so is rob you know and i don't want to get into the you know i i just we'd have to be 10 times bigger to be able to be in in the content business and we know where our core business is at we're going to continue to serve that group as sure as i'm sure rob and his team as well as well well, and we're going to evolve as as we need to to yep. to offer those tools and those capabilities that uh, that are needed in the marketplace. I mean, I mean, Todd. I mean, if you think back to the early and and Danny too. I mean, these kind of capabilities didn't exist back when we started doing this yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we have accelerated this capabilities so far. It's 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 hard sometimes to keep perspective on where we all started mm-hmm. with this and where we are today. And it's, it's dramatically different. And I think over the next two years, uh, it's really going to change a lot more. Uh, yep. I, and I had gotten some tweets and some Facebook requests to ask about if I like the Adam Carolla podcasting course. And um, I based upon <laughs> feedback that I have gotten from numerous people, people that I trust, um, I can't endorse the Corolla podcasting course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. It's cheap. So at 30 bucks or whatever it is, maybe it's, it's worth a, you know, maybe you'll get a, a point or two out there, but, uh, based from what I've heard, a lot of the data is really dated. Um, a lot of the material is dated. So, uh, but you know, if you want to hear Corolla's story and how he does things and you know, maybe it's worth it. I don't know. I, but I can't endorse it at this time. Well, and from what I've heard too, I haven't seen it either, is that Corolla really isn't creating much of the content in the series. It's being done by other people. So so are you really not getting his perspective on how he built a big show? And yeah. by the way, if, if there was another Guinness Book World of Records, there's there's shows that are much bigger than his show now that would hold the Guinness Book World of Record for the most downloaded podcast. So mm-hmm. um, that could be contested at this point. But uh, anyway, so, it, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. We're we're long. Uh, I'm Todd at newmediashow.com or Todd at blueberry.com. You can reach me on Twitter at Geek News. Danny? Uh, Cameratagradio.com. You can find us there or go to radio.com. It's a website under CBS. You can find us there too, man. So yeah, we're everywhere. Everywhere. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Rob? Yeah. uh, Just go to robgreenlee.com. You can reach me on Twitter at robgreenlee, and that's with two E's. And uh, I do the Spreaker Live show every Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m. Pacific um, and talk about podcasting, which is what what I do every week. But you can uh, certainly send me an email to rob at uh, voxnest.com now. Rob at voxnest. You got too many emails, Rob. I oh, do you have got a the lot box of email. <laughs> oh, I got no, the box email. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I want to mention this because I forgot to mention uh, uh, the the twenty fifth of this month. That's when we're going to release our documentary. It's going to be totally free, so you don't have to watch it live. If you can't watch it live, it's cool because um, we're going to be there talking with our community while watching the the documentary and everything. But uh, it's also going to be available on iTunes. I mean, iTunes, uh, YouTube. 
for free too. So we'll we'll share it throughout the community. It's fine. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be sharing it here as well. Yeah. Make sure it's up. But uh, yeah. one thing's for sure, folks: if you have any juicy insider information, definitely drop us an email. We will uh, we'll keep that confidential. We're we do protect our sources here. So uh, everyone, thanks for being here, and and Danny, thanks for coming on, spending some time with us today. I hope everyone enjoyed the new media show. We'll see you back here. Uh, yeah, next Saturday. <laughs> All right, we'll take care. Oh, no, I, oh, oh, you're, oh, oh you're at PodFest. No show yeah. next week. Oh, it's not I don't my think fault. There's going to be a show next week. No, yeah, not my fault this time. And uh, oh, taking a break. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the challenge is then the following Saturday I'm in Tampa, so we'll see you guys in two or three weeks. All right, everyone, take care. We'll <laughs> okay. see you next time on the new media show. Bye bye. <laughs>